Hey everybody and welcome back to the Wellness Check. I'm BB and I'm Cece. And today we are talking to y'all about the importance of setting boundaries. So, we will talk about work-life balance boundaries as well as general interpersonal boundary setting. This episode is meant to introduce you to the act of boundary setting, explain the benefits of boundary setting and provide you with Example phrases of how to practice boundary setting in your day-to-day life. So first, let's start with a definition of what boundary setting is. Cece? Yes, hello. And yes, we should definitely start with a definition. There are actually several definitions of the term boundary, especially in uh, the case that we're talking about. So boundaries can be defined as connecting points since they provide healthy rules for navigating relationships, intimate or professional. As Jen Kennedy, a licensed marriage and family therapist, says, boundaries give a sense of agency over one's physical space, body and feelings. Chad Buck, a clinical psychologist at Vanderbilt University's Work-Life Employee Assistance Program, long name, stated that an effective boundary is neither too rigid nor too loose. It offers protection while still keeping you connected to others. It offers structure. It limits the energy you devote to a person or a situation. And it offers you choices rather than obligations or expectations, which is a long definition, but also I couldn't agree more. And boundaries can be set for our personal space, sexuality, our emotions and thoughts, our possessions, time and energy, and culture, religion, and ethics. So researchers Bulger et al. from 2007 found that a defining idea behind work-family border theory, so basically setting boundaries for work-family balance, is the notions that individuals are more inactive than reactive in defining their work and family lives. This may be a similar theme in boundary setting throughout all domains. We tend to not actively set boundaries until we're forced to. And once we enter that phase of when we're forced to make a boundary, we're probably not the happiest people, probably extremely angry or frustrated that it got to this point. So it's not really a positive experience for anyone. So we should ask the question, what are ways that we can set boundaries before we get to our breaking point? I think that's a really good point, Cece. A lot of times... Um, In my own experiences, I've definitely set boundaries once something has happened. And I think when we're engaging in our lives in ways that are having these boundaries beforehand, then we can avoid getting to those points. And that's great for our relationships. Mm -hmm. So Healthline wrote a peer-reviewed article about setting boundaries, and they state that the best way to start defining your boundaries is to, one, Ask, what are your rights? Two, follow your gut. And three, determine your values. Boundaries are extremely personal and are different for everyone since we all grew up with wildly different experiences that shaped who we are today. It's totally fine and normal to have different boundaries compared to others. Not everyone needs to have the same boundaries. So when you ask yourself, what are my rights? You should remind yourself that your basic rights are I have the right to say no without feeling guilty. I have a right to be treated with respect. I have a right to make my needs as important as others. I have a right to be accepting of my mistakes and failures. And I have a right to not meet others' unreasonable unreasonable expectations of me. Once you establish and accept these rights, you'll start to honor them. And that's when you start putting in the energy that feels best for you. 
So next, when you follow your gut, that means you're taking the time to listen to your body. We all know when our body is trying to tell us something important. So if you notice a change in heart rate, sweating, tightness in your chest, stomach, or throat, that should help you understand what you're okay and not okay with. That's your body sending you signals. Lastly, when you determine your values, make a list of some of the values that you hold most dear. Try to narrow that list of values down to three items and reflect on how those three values are challenged or bothered in your life. This is a kind of check-in process that's going to help you know if you have strong boundaries set for yourself or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's a really good list. And honestly, like reading through this paper, it it kind of gave me ideas that I hadn't really thought of before. So especially that like, what are your top values and narrow them down? Like that was very eye-opening for me. And I think I'm going to have to do that after this episode. Um, but the best ways to start enforcing your boundaries, since we just learned like kind of how to prepare for them, the best ways to enforce your boundaries is to one, be assertive, two, learn to say no, three, protect your spaces, and four, get support. You can be assertive by being straightforward and respectful without blaming or threatening the person you're talking to. So, for example, you can use I statements. Um, so saying, like, I feel blank when blank because blank, <laughs> you know, like those kind of statements. But, for example, like um, these are very specific, specific situations. But an example of an I statement would be saying, I feel violated when you read my journal because I value privacy. What I need is a space that I know is private to record my thoughts. Another example could be, I feel overwhelmed when every minute of our vacation is planned. What I need is some time to just relax and see what happens. These are two example statements where you are asserting your boundaries, but also you're doing it in a way where you're saying no, but being respectful about it and not specifically targeting anyone to make them feel bad. When it comes to saying no, you can say no without an explanation and without providing any emotional labor to the person you're saying it to. Plain and simple, like drill that through your head. <laughs> it may be difficult at first, but the more you practice saying no to things you don't want to do or things that you don't have time for, it gets easier and easier and you gain more confidence in yourself, which is huge. In terms of protecting your spaces, you can set boundaries for your stuff, uh, physical and emotional spaces, and your time and energy without necessarily announcing it too. This could look like setting passwords on devices and tech accounts. This could look like setting a cutoff time for answering emails and texts. And this could also look like using the do not disturb function on your phone and other devices. You're setting boundaries for yourself and you're going to commit to them. And lastly, if you need assistance or support when setting your boundaries, please reach out to counseling and mental health services or trusted family friends for support. Setting boundaries is really hard. It's really tough. Um, and it's totally normal to not get it right the first time or the first few times. So please reach out if you need any assistance. There's a lot of support um, that is waiting for you if you need it. Definitely. And I think that's a really good point, Cece, that, you know, you don't have to be perfect on the first try. It's a learning curve and it's going to take practice. Setting boundaries isn't easy. And once you know how to set boundaries for yourself, you'll start to recognize other people's boundaries as well. So, for example, you can start to notice body language and verbal cues that you may not have noticed before. Like another person may start to avoid eye contact, limit conversation responses, 
have excessive nodding or nervous laughing and be talking too fast. So things like this might be signs that the person is uncomfortable and a boundary may be getting poked at. It's also important to be inclusive of neurodivergent behaviors. Neurodivergent is a newer term used to describe people who live with autism or on the spectrum or who have other developmental disabilities. Their social cues may be different from the norm, such as poor eye contact or difficulty starting a conversation. And that's the definition from Healthline. Lastly, if you aren't sure if you're violating someone else's boundaries, just ask. The act of simply asking someone if something is okay means a lot to them and can help ease some tension. So at this point, you may be thinking, what are the benefits of boundary setting? Well, good news. CC can tell you. <laughs> Woohoo! Yes, I can. So boundaries give us better self-esteem. Uh, we also conserve emotional energy and we feel more independence and agency. So all of those sound good to me. I don't know about you, but it sounds good to me. So you feel like you have a better hold on your life and the decisions that you make. Boundaries can be flexible, so they can always change to best fit your needs at any time. They also allow us to be more vulnerable and strengthen relationships. These can be relationships with friends, romantic partners, family members, or even like your boss or like other people that you work with. There are so many benefits to setting boundaries for yourself. So if you would like to try the methods that we talked about in this episode, it could have really, really good benefits for you, too. We highly recommend that you also do um, further research if you want to really dive into setting boundaries for yourself. But, yeah, we hope this episode was helpful. Absolutely. And if you are needing assistance with setting boundaries, seriously, don't be afraid to reach out to CAPS or the Academic Success Center Academic Coaches. We've talked about them on our show before, and they are wonderful services on Oregon State's campus, and it's free. So, unfortunately, that is all the time we have for today's episode. So, as always, don't forget to follow Student Health Services' social media accounts. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching OSU Student Health Services. And make sure you hit subscribe and follow to get the latest health news, tips, and reminders when podcasts go out. Until next time, check yourself. Bye. Bye. A production of Oregon State University Student Health Services.